Welcome to Moving On. Here you will get expert information, tips, and most importantly, the tools to moving on to a healthy, happy, and thriving life that you want to be living. Letting go of whatever is holding you back, whether you are in an unhealthy relationship or learning how to be in a healthy one, or maybe you are in a job that you've been dying to move on from, learn to let go of what's holding you back and become the thriving, healthy, and happy person that is inside you. Welcome to Moving On. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Moving On, where I talk to experts who have been through different circumstances in their life where it's been a trial, a tribulation, something where they've come out the other side and then been able to apply it to the life they're now living. So today I have with me Sue Hey, Hey Sue. Hi Tracy, how you doing? I am doing really well. And uh, as, we were <laughs> as we were talking beforehand, we were talking about the weather um, on each of our continents and how different they are right now. So for Sue, yeah. she's in heat wave, right? Yeah, we are, and it's unusual in the UK, but yeah, we're in a bit of a mini heat wave and storms, actually. We're getting really, really fascinating storms, but um, yeah, so it's a bit hot. Yeah, and it's raining here in LA in August. Who knew, right? So anyways, let me tell you guys a little bit about Sue in case you don't know about her. Sue is the founder and CEO of Thrive Magazine, a health and nutrition magazine, and Thrive Media, a digital branding agency for health, food, and fitness brands. After a 20-year career in branding and design and leaving a high-pressured role in the corporate world, Sue retrained as a nutritional therapist and refocused in 2014 to release Thrive Health Magazine, a global health and nutrition-based magazine focused on clearing up confusion in health and nutrition. Thrive Magazine has subscribers around the world and publishes only expert articles on health and nutrition. Sue also now works with brands in food, health, and nutrition to help them build a brand in a business online. Having worked with brands such as River Cottage and Newfield, I think that's right, right? Newfield Health? Um, yep. Okay. Along with many amazing start, start brands. I think that's supposed to say startup brands, but this <laughs> is start brands, but yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. So strange yeah. listening back to your own bio being read. I was like, is that me? <laughs> right. I know. I always feel that way too. When somebody's reading something I'm like, is that me? Well, that's part of me. But, um, yeah. so anyways, Sue, so we'd love to learn more about you and what your journey has been. And so what I usually do in these interviews is I start off with right before, let's say a challenge happened in your life what was going on for you and so if you can give us a little background and start from there that would be great yeah okay so I mean going back into my corporate world I mean Tracy to be to be fair up until that point I was just on a trajectory that I'd never questioned you know you go through school you do finish school you go to university you step into the working world and it all kind of happens I think at that point for many of us without us even questioning it. So I'd stepped into working in design and branding and um, you know, worked my way up, worked for various different brands in different industries and ended up found myself in a really interesting company and I was managing a team of five. And at that point, it was when people say about the rock bottom point, you know, I think it's a really interesting um, psychology behind that what causes us to wait until we hit rock bottom to make a change is so fascinating but that's where I found myself you know I was too busy um, I was not considering my own health I was eating rubbish I was traveling too much and I was stressed up to here you know so I think 
looking back and hindsight's an amazing thing. Um, that was my rock bottom. Um, and in hindsight, it'd been accumulating for a number of years, you know, but I think when I realized at the point I've got to change something, um, for me, it was change everything <laughs> rather than just change one thing. So basically at that point I'd become quite ill myself, um, conditions that, you know, my Western GP could not find out what, what was causing them. So stomach issues, back pain, um, accumulation of things really. Um, so I took it into my own hands and thought, I'm going to investigate what it, this is about. Um, started on the journey of knowledge, really, when it comes to health and nutrition. Um, and that was the rabbit hole for me. I was, I was into it. You know, I, I'd had the bit between my teeth, um, research, research, done numerous tests. And after a while, um, my conditions disappeared, you know. So it was very much at that point was my wow moment. You know, if I can kind of help myself like this, how many other people out there are not even having that moment to think, I can actually change how I feel here. Um, so that's the point where I left my job, um, retrained in nutrition and started what at the point was a magazine. And I think it came to the, to the conclusion of being a magazine because of my background. My intention back then was how this comes together is not the point. It was almost as if I wasn't even in the moment and it was something that I just had to do. And it sounds strange, but I was just so carried away with how this information needed to be shared that how the format of that didn't really matter at the time. It just came in the form of a magazine because that was my background, you know. Um, and yeah, and it grew from there. You know, it was Thrive Health magazine. Um, very much at the start focused around mindset, fitness and nutrition. But as I um, got deeper into the industry of nutrition, it fascinated me. And then we reformed it around just nutrition then. And then the branding side kind of came in from me working on the brand of Thrive, building up and then other companies coming to me and saying, wow, you're doing a great job at that. Will you help us as well? So that's how it came about. But um, yeah. <laughs> really cool. I mean... I tend to think that our paths in life, if we allow them, that they can open up in that way, you know, where you have an interest or you have a love or you have, um, like for me, it was the same thing in my own business. And I feel like it's a much more fulfilling path than when you're working at a job that you hate or that it's sucking the life out of you. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt, because at some point that's going to take so much of your life energy that you're going to have to change and make a change anyway. And when you follow, I think, you know, what, what interests you or what gets you into the kind of flow and that moment of passion, it becomes easier as well, you know, because it just feels right, doesn't it? You know, it does. And I think it makes it easier when you hit the wall or you hit road bumps, because if you love it or you have that, you know, um, relationship with what you're doing, you keep going. I think if you're doing something that you're not crazy about, maybe you're just doing it for the money, that it's really hard to pick yourself up on those days and go, okay, I have to keep doing this business that I really don't like. Definitely, 100%. And I, sometimes I think making, um, you know, almost your mission, whether it's to just help other people or help the planet or change something fundamental in industry, making that mission bigger than just yourself is a key driver for those down days as well, because you kind of get up and you think, 
I can't do it for myself today, but hang on, there's a bigger point to this. Right. There's always the bigger journey because I look at it like, I don't know that I really feel like doing this today, but then I think, well, what else would I do that I feel yeah. spark for, you know, that I feel like, yeah, yeah that's what I want to do most days. So, Absolutely. yeah. So I have a, a point of curiosity, of course, because you were talking about, you know, back in your corporate days, um, how did this all affect your personal life? Did you have a personal life? Because it sounds like you were so busy working that there wasn't much going on personally for you. Yeah, so I did actually. I mean, I met my husband, now husband, in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So I'd been with him quite a while, you know. It was, I'd probably say I started on my kind of knowledge and health journey 2010, you know. So I'd been with him 10 years. So an interesting thing was that he was kind of at the same time on a knowledge quest for science and different areas as well. So it was very much a fast learning period for the both of us, even though the topics were different. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, you know, there's always bumps, Tracy, isn't there? There's ups and downs. Life yeah. wouldn't be life. But um, yeah, we came through it together. So on a personal level, at that time, my personal life was in a good place. But I think because my, my stress and my work area was in such a bad place, and hindsight again, looking back to that, I'd been brought up um, to kind of always achieve to always look for that recognition of achievement. And I think I had done that in my working life as well, you know, so it, no matter how good a job I did for myself, mm. it was always about if somebody said it was good, you know? So I think that's, but other areas of my life at the time were fine, um, obviously affected because of the situation I was in, but um, yeah, they rode the storm. <laughs> that's good. It is good because, um, you know, sometimes we're sacrificing one for the other or you know i know like when i've been under stress my tendency at times has been to sort of withdraw you know mm. and try to deal with things and that's not always the best obviously in a relationship but it it's almost like i'm in my own as you call it storm like i was in my own little storm at times but i um i do find with my relationship now that i tend to share things with my husband um, but it's good that you had that because I wasn't sure because you're having all these health issues and everything else. I'm like, oh, is your whole life like that? But, um, so here's the questions for you about that. Um, when it came to the whole nutrition thing, so you obviously found it was through nutrition that you changed your physical ailments. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was predominantly through nutrition, changing what I ate when I ate and looking at the level of processed and quick food I was eating definitely had the biggest change but also it was the people I was spending time with you know the energy level as well um the fitness and then the lowering of the stress was a big thing as well so definitely holistic but predominantly nutrition yeah so then how did your life look differently besides you left your job you started a business but it sounds like you're saying other relationships and other things also were impacted. So how did your life change at that point? What did it end up looking like from where it was? Interesting question, because I, came a little, I became a little bit obsessed with the nutrition side. So when I say that, you know, it didn't really have a knock on effect on my relationships, it definitely did. I was the person going around the supermarket, picking everything up, saying, nope, it's got that, it's got that, it's got that, you know, so I, I was a pain in the butt basically Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, that had an effect but then it's interesting because then start people start asking you well what does that ingredient you're avoid 
do? You know, what does it do to my body? And that's where friends and family around you are like, well, hang on a second. If she's avoiding that, you know, and she's actually feeling and looking better than she was, mm-hmm. do I need to avoid it? So it's that knock on effect, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting too, because I want to talk a little bit about your nutrition beliefs um, because I've interviewed other people and, you know, they've gone through something similar where they've had a health crisis or, you know, stress crisis and they've looked to nutrition and not everybody comes up with the same thing. That's why I'm curious because what is it that you found? And you don't have to get into a lot of details about it, but what is it that you found when it came to nutrition that really made a difference in how you felt? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me, I think, was um, knocking out the processed food. So I was too busy to kind of consider raw ingredients. So that was a big thing for me. Um, Knocking back the process side of it and going to the raw ingredients and cooking more was a huge thing. If I'm honest with myself, looking back, probably lowering the level of drink I was drinking on the weekend as well, because I was drinking the weekend to forget the coming week because of the work situation. So bringing that right down definitely I'd say those two were the key things that made what I was feeling for years and what the doctor couldn't diagnose go you know go away so that's really interesting too I mean I think that western medicine has its place for sure um, but most of them are not trained in nutrition and no. understanding of how it affects the body Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is changing over the last three, four years, especially in the UK. I'm not sure about US, but um, GPs are working closer with dietitians and closer with nutritionalists outside of the NHS. So independent. So it's changing for the better, definitely. But you're right. I mean, GPs going back five years had a maximum of three to four hours training throughout their six year course in nutrition, which is crazy when we look back, you know, the, the effect of what you're putting in your body as to how your body performs is everything. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's interesting too, because, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many diets and things that people, you know, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that. And um, I don't believe it's rigidity that wins the day. I don't believe having, you know, harsh rules. Uh, usually that indicates like some kind of lack of trust that, oh, I'm going to blow it if I do this or that. I think that you have to have more trust in yourself that you're wanting to choose healthy per se over, okay, well, I'm going to lose weight. And not that you, you can't lose weight, but the point is, I think people get into this, I'm just going to drink a gallon of water today and eat rice cakes and I'm going to lose weight, which is unsustainable. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree with you. And the main thing I say to people is until you can listen to your own body, don't listen to any of the information out there. Like if you know how your body responds to a certain food and the other fundamental side of it is we're all so different on a DNA level. And we're only learning that now when personalization comes into nutrition, but listen to your own body first. I mean, I, I've done so many silly diets tracing in the past, you know, to try and find out what yeah. was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I was one of those people who was fat on the inside you know, I, I knew it. I had visceral fat, you know, rather than showing. And that's almost more dangerous than on a level. Um, but yeah, listening to your own body first. And if you're caught in that, that diet loop, it's got to be a mindset change first. You've got to decide healthy, you know, and decide healthy right. for your own health. Not just I'm going to be healthy this month to lose a stone or put it back on and that yo-yo. It's a long-term yes. decision. 
It definitely it is. is. Yeah, I agree with you, you know, because there's an extreme and I grew up in a time where uh, things were very extreme when it came to dieting. And I think that, you know, for most people, um, like there's this thing called 75 hard. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Um, and there are people doing it and it actually inspired me for a program that I'm going to be putting out there. Not that it's a diet and exercise program. It's a, it's a whole you kind of program. Um, but the thing was, it was so rigid and it was supposedly teaching people how to have mental, I don't know if it was mental resilience or, um, you know, the ability to mentally take things on. I don't know, but all I could think of is this is the opposite of my work because my work is so much more about trusting yourself and being empowered. And I don't think rigidity is empowering. No, I agree. I mean, it, if you think of how we've got to be ourselves through, like you've got to be flexible and you've got to be malleable to situations around you changing. And that applies to health as well. You know, if, you, if you've chosen health, you can bring that into a situation where, for instance, lockdown, you know, if you've already made that decision of long-term health for yourself, yes, it, a situation like that might have a knock-on effect to how you, you know, shop or eat or cook, but that longer-term belief in health is still there. So it, it's such a, you know, it's, it's a miles apart from each other, the diet, but choosing health. It's so interesting, we started about rock bottom because this is another area that people only choose that long-term health when they hit the rock bottom again. That's so true. I think that's true of human beings in every situation. You know, I get clients when they're like, I can't do this anymore. So I think that's true. And it would be nice. And I, and here's the other part of that. I believe that most of us believe other people are better at that where Mm -hmm. they don't have to hit rock bottom. Look at them. They've got it together. They're doing this, but I really believe the truth is we all have to hit, we all have to hit that rock bottom to take something seriously. You know, like somebody could sign up for a program and not have hit rock bottom, and they usually aren't as committed as when they're like, I can't do this anymore. That's so true, because it's that realization that something has to change, isn't it, you know? And even at that point, many of us don't even know what that change is, what direction to go in, and it's quite a lost place to be, like, you know, isn't it? Because especially if you build all of your life up to the point of, I'm working towards this, I do this, this is part of me, this is who I am. And then suddenly you're like, actually, this is not who I am. Where do I go from here? (laughs) Yes, yes, that's a big part of it. And I think that we're given an idea as children of what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to achieve. And you end up trying to live that and Mm -hmm. it doesn't bring you happiness or it doesn't bring you good health in any part of you, mental health, physical, emotional health. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So um, when it comes to, because you're a nutritional therapist too, right? I am. I don't practice in nutrition um, because the other side has kind of taken over, but I retrained at the point because I really wanted to understand and have that kind of authority and understanding with peers in the industry. So that makes sense. That makes sense since you have a magazine that covers that. So what would you say, you know, if somebody's looking at, okay, I want to improve my health hopefully I can lose a few pounds. I mean, there's always that in there. And I know that there's always that in there because I've been that way. So, you know, if somebody wants to improve their health, what are some suggestions you would give to them? Um, Okay. So for me, it is still about holistic. So when you say health, it's not just what you eat in, 
it's where you're spending time, how you're managing stress, what's your mindset level, um, you know, what have you got in place around you that kind of calms you down. Meditation for me was a massive step into and really changed the game for me. Um, so really the, the first bit of advice I would say is look at your whole kind of life circle and where you are, you're in it. And are you happy with different areas? And then if, for instance, nutrition is an area that you're like, I know that there's, there's something wrong there. I've got to improve it. Get some support, definitely, because accountability and support, you cannot falter that. It really will push you through. But learn. Learn first about how you react to the food and learn about the quality foods and what they can do to your body. And once you've got the knowledge of it and you're interested in it, you'll want to do it more. So definitely that, that point of, I mean, people, you know, they do want the quick fix sometimes and that's just human nature again. But um, if you're talking long-term changes to your health and nutrition, start learning. So in your magazine, I'm assuming you have people that are experts, obviously, talking about these sort of things. So I'm assuming that would probably be a good resource for people that are looking to change because it, I'm also making an assumption that there's a lot of research that these people have done. So basically, it's a great place to go to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So we made the decision that this is for us. Thrive Magazine was about clearing up the confusion around health and nutrition because there's so much information out there. So we've got a Thrive expert panel. They're all trained and qualified in nutrition or the dietitians or two or three of them are GPs as well. So it's definitely a good starting point because these are people who have got the knowledge and have trained and are not going to put any false information out there. You know, there's nothing that they're selling or pushing. It's true knowledge in health and nutrition. So it's a great place to start, definitely. But there's a lot of people out there, you know, it's amazing actually, the last three, four years has been the highest number of qualified nutritionists and dietitians ever in past history. So that for me is positive because it shows more people are having an interest in health and nutrition. I was going to say, because I think as human beings, we've complicated it anyway. Yeah, we have. Like, like we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we need to do this, you need to do that. But really, I feel like it's, why don't you eat foods that aren't processed? And they're real. If it doesn't fly, swim, or grow, don't eat it. Right, right. Basically, you know, it's a, it's a very simple rule, but it's a good rule to stick to. Yeah, that's one that I actually um, try to employ in my life. And, you know, that has its moments too, though, because sometimes you're like, yeah, but those, those crackers, they look really good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Definitely. Or that hot fudge sundae. You know? Oh, that looks really good. Do you know what? That brings back a really um, important point, Tracy, because when I started diving into nutrition, I, I was getting the anal person who was looking at the ingredients and that side of it. I was finding that people around me, and I could, I could feel it without them saying, were nervous of what they chose on a menu because they were like, oh, I don't know if this is healthy. And I always say to people, I'm healthy, but I'm still human. You know, if I go out and I go out and I want some kind of like cake, I'll choose cake, but I'll try and choose a home baked cake rather than a processed cake. So you, you've got to give yourself a little bit of leeway as well. I agree. We have a, um, a bakery. It's called the France Bakery. It's down the street from me and they are from France and I buy their sourdough bread because it's fresh and I know that it's great and it tastes yeah. great too. So nice. I find, you know, usually you find with better ingredients, it tastes better anyway. Yeah. hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. 
So is there anything that you feel you haven't shared yet that would be really important for the audience who's listening because they're always looking to make changes in their life that are going to make them feel better and, you know, and, and feel more whole, really? Um, yeah, so not so much on the nutrition, more on that kind of, if you are listening and you're at the point of, I can't do this anymore, um, have the, the, you know, the braveness, I guess, to tell people around you, to, to ask your support network, do you know what, I, I can't do this, I'm on a trajectory and I can't go that way anymore because it's not something I did at the time. Um, I had people around me, but like you said earlier, Tracy, I kind of tried to deal with it myself and tried to work it out myself, you know, of what's the next step because I was always had a route. So if anyone's listening at the point of, I don't know what my future path is, put feelers out, ask friends what you're good at, what they see in you, you know, your qualities, what they see makes you come alive and what that spark, when that sparks in your eyes. Um, yeah, that, that would probably be my, my best bit of advice because trying to work it out yourself, is really hard. <laughs> it really is. It is. It makes you feel really alone and isolated on top of it, which makes the problem that you're going through even worse. Definitely. So yeah, community is important. You know, there's a reason that human beings survived as a community and not as independent individuals. Definitely, definitely. So if somebody was looking obviously um, for you, they would go to your website, I would assume, or is there yes. somewhere else? No, they can find us at thrive-magazine.co.uk. That's the magazine site. Um, and the brand inside is thrivemedia.co.uk. So awesome. And that, you know, anybody who is, because I, I know there are people that are in the nutrition business that do listen, um, there, we didn't even really get into that. <laughs> we didn't really get into your whole branding. Um, so yeah, is there anything you wanted to add about that at all before we go? Sure. So it's two, two kinds of levels to that. So what I work more on is like helping people find their brand mission and definitely their brand ethics. Cause I believe once you've got a strong brand that you can build, you can grow that community, like we said, around it and they become faithful fans. So that's more of the branding. And that works. I work with um, nutritionalists on that, helping them step out into their industry and step out from the crowd, but also startup food and health and wellness brands as well. So helping them build a strong brand online, really. That's awesome. I think that's much needed. I think that's needed really in every industry, especially for entrepreneurs who are just starting off and their strong suit really isn't their branding. You know, they're doing what they do. Yeah. So, you know, having somebody who can do that for you, and I speak from my own experience too, having somebody who can do that for you is the best because then you can focus on your genius. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. So awesome. So Sue, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. This has been awesome. I love talking about this. Um, it's important in my own life and I know it's important in many people that are listening. So if you do have questions, you can always leave them wherever you happen to find the video or the audio. Uh, you can also email us and we can forward uh, anything to Sue that you have to ask. And otherwise, if it's for me, you know, just send the email. All right, you guys, you take care and I'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. For more information about Tracy and her programs and to set up a discovery session, email happiness at tracycrossley.com. 
That's happiness at tracycrossley.com or go to the website for more information. And thank you for tuning in to Moving On 